This episode of Cocktail Conversations with Shannon has a little bit of adult conversation. So if you have any cute little ones around or if you're just a little uptight, you may not want to listen. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Cocktail Conversations. I'm your host, Shannon, and I am saying happy impeachment sequel? Uh, Impeachment part due. Uh, Impeachment electric boogaloo. So (laughs) your your current, uh, for seven more days, your current occupant of the White House, uh, has been impeached again. He's the first president in history to be impeached twice. So, you know, that's something. Uh, if he wanted to be a history-making president, he certainly has been. Um, why it matters now? Because there is a part of me that's like, man, he's got seven more days. Who cares, right? But, you know, he did spur an insurrection. <laughs> and, uh, you know, presidents, for those of you who don't know, they get some pretty nice benefits after leaving office. They get a little pension every year. They get a living wage. They get security. They get all sorts of things. And they still get sort of like uh, immunity. There's certain things that we don't prosecute a president with, particularly if they have been doing things to protect the nation. So if he is formally impeached again and it actually passes, fingers crossed, um, then he will be removed from some of those benefits of being a former president. And so that's what matters because there are certain things that we, we're going to want him prosecuted for, right? Some things that he has incited, uh, encouraged, in, you know, a basic riot that he uh, spurred on at our nation's capital, at the literal Capitol building. And I want him prosecuted and I want the inside people because we're finding out that there's some uh, Republican government officials and some police folks that literally let them take tours of the building the day before, which explains why they knew exactly where certain people's offices were and what windows to climb through and all those things. They went on like a tactical mission the day before with the help of some government officials. Kick them all out, throw them all in jail. Um, As they like to say when we protest police brutality, all you have to do is follow the law and you won't go to jail. Don't resist, follow the law, and you don't have to deal with brutality or any of those things. So, um, since they're so good at following the law, but that day they chose not to, I think they should have to deal with the consequences. So there's that. That's not a new idea. Uh, what I want to do this episode in particular is to say all hail Princess Lori Harvey. Lori Harvey, this is why I tell y'all, I say this every so often, I know we'll never get it. I want the dating and relationship book from her mother, Marjorie Harvey. We all know. If you don't know the story of Marjorie Harvey, more, put your morals aside and listen to the strategy. Marjorie Harvey wanted a certain lifestyle. She dated one dude who was a really top <laughs> drug dealer in her area. He went to jail. She went to the next top jail drug dealer in her area. That man was that man's cousin. She ain't care. I have a lifestyle. I have a way that I want to live. And I'm going for the people that can help me achieve that. Steve Harvey often tells the story that he met her like, what, in the 80s or 90s and wanted to be with her. And she was like, you don't make enough money for me. I enjoy your friendship. And unlike, this is also why I say when a man wants you, he'll do what he needs to get you. He just kept working harder so he could make the money that she wanted to live with. 
married other people, but they were literally placeholders until he made enough money to get with the woman he actually wanted, Marjorie Harvey. Once he got rich enough, she said, okay, dump your wife and come with me. Marjorie. Now, I don't ever want to take nobody from their wife. That's just not my stilo. But listen, that level of control. Hmm. And she has clearly taught Lori Harvey the ways of the Marjorie. So Lori Harvey, you know, the, the people like to get up in arms because Lori is in her 20s and she dates in a way that a lot of us that came of age in the early 2000s and late 90s were shunned away from. She dates and she moves on and she'll date another person <laughs> and she moves on. She's not really letting the ground get too uh, hard under her feet, baby. So um, so now she has come out dating, of all people, Michael B. Jordan. Here's why this is interesting. Michael B. Jordan, I've never seen him connected to a black woman, period. I don't know if I've ever seen him connected to any woman past like a trollop on a beach or on a boat looks like some paparazzi pictures but he is out proudly claiming her her birthday was this week he gave her like what's i felt like seven dozen no 12 dozen roses or something like that a large amount that makes sense she's 24 yes okay math math is mathing he gave her 12 dozen roses um he made a big proclamation they went on vacation in matching pajamas and things like that um Lori, do it for all of us who didn't date the right way. Now, hear me when I say this. I, I tell y'all all the time, I was a good church girl growing up. And we were almost always taught that every guy you date, you should be looking for courtship. You should be looking for marriage. And what that means is that a lot of us wasted a lot of time with men that were never going to be husband material. Lori Harvey, also, I have not seen her date yet one man including Michael B. Jordan, because I saw his nude pictures on the beach. She ain't dated one man that she should really cut off the rest of them from. Like, all of these guys she's dated are problematic. But she dates them. She does what I always tell you to do, protect your heart and your parts. She leaves no babies intact, moves on, finds another guy to date. We should all think like that. I know that sounds bad. Like, until you meet a man or a partner, I should say, let me make this gender neutral for y'all, who has really said, listen, this is what it is. I want to make a life with you. Let's build together. Don't let, the, don't let the grass settle under your feet. Be prepared to pick up your stuff and go if you need to. Now that sounds harsh. That sounds cruel. But how do you know what you like? How do you know what's worth it for you? How do you know what relationships you deserve if you are literally settling for the first, which is what a lot of us did now, and that's why some people are like, I don't understand Lori Harvey's a hoe. First of all, I remember when we were young, my friend Dana, her grandma, Miss Viola, told us, y'all are too young to be dating one boy. Now, that's not having sex with a lot of boys, but you should not have one boy thinking he's your sun, your moon, the stars, the sky. He's everything because they'll treat you any kind of way if they know he's your everything and you're just one of his number. So... That's not a new idea. I don't know what happened between when Miss Viola was coming of age in the 50s and you could have a full dance card and and then the late two like the early 2000s when I was coming of age when it was like get one boyfriend, he's everything, make it work, make it work, make it work. And I'm just saying a lot of us wasted our youth on no good dudes and barely dating and 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 barely 
you know, figuring it out and trying to make things work. And, you know, I've heard of girls who have a whole set of children have never been on a proper date. What world? Some, some kind of way we're doing this backwards. How is that better than what Lori Harvey is doing where she's literally just dating and everybody you date, you don't have to have sex with. Let's clear that part up now. So if the concern is being a hoe, which we'll talk more about in this episode, (laughs) um, if the concern is being a hoe, just don't have sex with people, but you should be going on dates. You should be seeing what's right for you. And you should be prepared to tell people, yeah, I'm okay. And honestly, you know, her and I could be Jordan are adorable. I don't necessarily think if that were me, I don't think she's dated one guy that she should clear out the roster for. Not one. So Go Queen Lori, go Queen Marjorie. And I have some people I want to sign up for the Marjorie School of Bad Bitches. Here we go. Regine Carter. Now, Regine is the daughter of Little Wayne, Toya's daughter. I don't remember Toya's last name, but I like Toya. She seems she's so pretty and sweet. Um, that's not the point. Regine's ex. I don't know if I ever say his name. Y F N Lucci. I feel like an elder when I say that. We'll just call him Lucci. She was stuck on this young man. No no one was quite sure why. He's only like 5'9", and he's got children from hither and yonder. And she's like super young. Like she, what, 22, 23? And she was so stuck on him. Everything was Lucci this, Lucci that, Lucci this, Lucci that. Well, listen, God will block it for you, won't he? Because well, he was being unfaithful and not doing all that she wanted him to do, they had to break up. And now... This man is wanted in connection for a murder. I just heard the 911 tape. Somebody literally dumped a man on the streets of Atlanta. And these poor young ladies were walking down the street and saw that there was a man who had been thrown from a vehicle with a bullet wound in his head. And they unfortunately had to call 911 and watch this man die. And so they're saying that Regine's ex, that again, she was so stuck on, so stuck on, so stuck on, is in connection with this murder. Regine... Regine, uh, we need we need an Ayanla fix my dating life because you're too young, you're wasting your youth, you're too gorgeous, you're wasting your pretty on these kinds of guys who are not, honestly, they're too much like a father, but that's a whole different speech. So Regine, move on. This boy's going to jail. Enroll in the Lori Harvey School of Dating. Latoya Luckett who is so pretty and so fine, I think I say that every time I mention her, is officially divorcing her husband, Tamikas. I will continue calling him by his full name because I don't like him. And he has also said that there was outside forces that affects, he tried, he didn't want this divorce and that he has never stepped out on her, even though there's video evidence of him doing so. And that outside forces are what's causing this divorce. Latoya, you got your two pretty babies. Now it's time for you to date for you and to not rush into some things because and let don't let John Gray or or Aloe Vera get involved in your dating process at all. Do not, do not, do not. Don't let people who also need to work on themselves and rushed into their own bad situation tell you how, oh, they know how to discern things. They don't know how to discern shit. So let's not do that. Latoya Luckett, I want you to enroll in the Marjorie Harvey School of Bad Bitches so that you too 
can can leverage some strategy, some some something, right? <sighs> so pretty though. That's pretty much been the news. It's been a uh, you know everything. All eyes are on the Capitol. All eyes are on the current government. Um, the nation's on fire. Also, just I I want to make sure that we stop, stop, stop this. Anyone who is comparing the insurrection to the Black Lives Matter protest, I need you to go find a bridge and jump off of it. So there's that. Um, There's that. That's all I have to say. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with a very special episode. We are going in-depth. We've got a round table. We're talking about Jasmine Sullivan's new project, The Hotels. And so this round table is my friends, but we're also <laughs> major Jasmine Sullivan fans. And uh, we've got some stuff we want to talk about and discuss with this project. Um, so again, this ain't no kids episode. Don't let your children listen because we're going to be talking, talking. But... Um, Yeah, just take a break. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back. I am super excited to have my guest. This is the first attempt I've ever made at having a roundtable discussion. Um, And it's all about the new Jasmine Sullivan Project, Hotels. So we have uh, all my guests here. Most of you have been on the show before, except for my bestie, who is muted, Nadia, because <laughs> she's already like, I don't know if I'm going to say nothing. But we have Jamaris, we have Cord, we have Alex, and we have Tremaine. If you've not heard their episodes, please go back and listen. But they are also my closest friends, and I knew they had a lot to say about this project. Tell everybody hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Hi. What's up, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's Hi, dive friends. in. Yes. Hi, friends. Let's go ahead and dive in. I want to talk about the whole project. Now, most of us are old school Jasmine fans. Um, and when it came out and the title of it was Hotels, what was your first impression, thought, expectation? I thought it was going to be a concept record because of the way it was spelled um especially you know tales t-a-l-e-s so i was like okay let's hear these stories about these hoes (laughs) (laughs) i think she she did like some a lot of pre-work with um like on youtube and on her uh instagrams and yeah like when she had the ari story on there i was like okay i already know this is gonna be it's gonna be that fire. So um, I knew it was something like scandalous, but I I actually felt like she took the song mascara and made it into a whole project. Mm. That was that was like yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's the fine. same girl. Yeah, yeah. It's very much yeah. like the other side of the hotels. Home. Well, and I also think the girl from Brand New is the good uh, girl, like me, girl. Mm. <laughs> Brandy. <laughs> no. About the rapper the, brand new. <laughs> the song brand new. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I knew we were gonna get whole tales. This is a storyteller. You think about mascara, redemption, busting windows. I knew when I saw hotels. I knew we was gonna get some hotels. I was ready for it. Same here. I will say when I heard, is it? 
Pick Up Your Feelings? Is that the name of it? Yeah. I was confused because that wasn't a hotel, in my opinion. So I was like, mm, okay, what we going to be talking about? But you already said Mascara on the call, and that's literally one of the top play. I play that song all the time. And it made me feel good because reality show came out right on time because I literally was trying to get over a breakup. So so hotels, I was like, oh, we could get some 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 stories. Yes. So I was excited. You know what's interesting? Alex, you bring up a good point. Like some of the stuff I listened to, I was like, I don't know if I feel like they're hotels as much as just like experiences. When I heard Pick Up Your Feelings, I was like, yeah, I mean, this ain't really a hotel. Pick Up Your Feelings is not a ho song. was on point as always. So okay. So what's your definition of a ho, Shannon? What's your definition of a ho? Let's get there first. We need the groundwork. We need the groundwork, baby. Yeah. Hold up. I asked the question here. Yeah. Hold on. We need alignment. Right. Operationalized. I guess yeah. I just, you know, more of like, hmm. We'll dive into that, but definitely. Let's circle back. Yeah. You know, I'll say this. I feel like pick up your feelings is when a ho is fed up. Mm. But anybody can stand I up for themselves. I almost song by that man that we don't mention anymore. <laughs> when a hoe is fed up, say more. When a hoe is fed up. And then that hoe just popped in my head, the one we don't mention. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. But, you know, I just feel like a lot yeah. of people get fed up. You know, male, female, hoe, non-hoe. That's yeah. just not a whole song. <laughs> But yeah, like the hoes get fed up too. Hoes is gender inclusive. Yeah, hoes. Right. Uh, correct. Uh, correct. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that last correct though, Alex. Correct. correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just putting emphasis that I agree. We got it. Okay. <laughs> On the project, which song is maybe your favorite music? Ooh, other side for me. So I know y'all are music folk, so. And singers. So when you say musically, what do you mean? The singing? Like just the sound. Specify. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have, oh, man. I'll say this. It's a tie between other side and on it. Mm, for me. Let me pull up the track list. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have two answers. Lost <laughs> One for me, when it came out, it was everything for me. And I feel like hearing it in context, coming out of that tail mm. was like next level. Like brought it to the next level for me. But the song I play the most, put it down. That's like Lil Bop. My go to yeah, Bop. <laughs> and it ride in the car too. Ooh, let me pull up. Let's see. I'm here for bodies. Bodies is great. Bodies I'm is here for wonderful. Bodies. How your intro I mean, I was like, why is it two right minutes? Now. Where are more minutes in this song? I was upset. Bodies is almost so like go. a it's like the way interludes used to be. <laughs> bitch, get it together, yeah, bitch. No, no, where you at home? Where you at home? Oh, that that part, I've recorded Sir. that, so that's bitch. excellent. Get it together, bitch. Keep that in. <laughs> I saw somebody tweet. That's her alarm. <laughs> First thing she hears in the morning is bitch. <laughs> get it together, bitch. Like, yes, good. okay. <laughs> I was in a clubhouse about this and a girl was saying like um, when she first heard the first lines of bodies, it was triggering. She was like, wait a minute now. You talking about you don't know what was in your cup. And she was saying that like, you know, she had been, she has been a part of ha- being drugged and someone trying to 
Mm-hmm. Very perfect. She was like, you know, once it got beyond that particular point, it was like, oh, okay, I see, you know, what it is. But she was saying those first couple lines were definitely very triggering. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so, so hard to like try to clarify in songs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right, right. You only have so much time to get the message across, and you like, hopefully, y'all take this the right way. You know. Right. Especially yeah, Bodies crazy. is such a punchy song. Like it starts in the middle of it. Uh, well, technically the end. It literally starts with what happened. Like I'm waking yeah. up from some mess. Yeah. So you get I'm to trying the, to put the pieces together. Yeah, you yeah. get yeah. to the action so fast that yeah, you could think, is this about somebody being date raped? Or I didn't even right. think about it like that right. at first. But I didn't think about it like that at all. Me is, either until she said that in that conversation. I was like, dang, I can mm. totally see yeah. how that lyric can trigger that immediately. That's super valid, too. So, I did want to ask, what song did you relate to the most as you were listening to it? Any of these? Listen, I'm I'm nosing Uh, in your business. I I posted it on my Facebook today. It was definitely put it down for me. Hey, come on, come on, tell hey, us more. <laughs> what you want paid? What you need? I just feel, I just feel like I've been in both positions before, and like it's been like, it's been um, it's it, it was like an open sore. It really was. Like I, I, it's a bop, obviously, but it's just like, you know, um, he lived with his mama, but I still live, treat him like a king. Like, mm. uh, been there. You know, I, I'll pay your rent if you're nasty. Been there. You know, this is like... I mean, I've been nasty, Jamaris. You want somebody to take care of? I mean... You need somebody to take care of. I'm just saying, no. friend. And it's Alex, really Alex like, trying to bust a challenge for you. Right. <laughs> but I just think... I can't see on the podcast, but I just see it hit the floor. She <laughs> literally dropped it on the Zoom. Ready for this rent handle. I just think at that time you like really you it's just a really fucked up time in your in your not really in your life but like you so hypnotized you know some people say digmatized or whatever it's just Where like you feel? It, it's just like you don't know like you don't think rationally about a lot of stuff you know what I'm saying and it's just like all I know is I need him or her and you know I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make sure they straight like yeah. You know, if you call me up, I'm going to be like, ding dong, and, you know, and I'm going to come up in this trench coat and, you know, whatever the case would be. Or, you know, and trench? I've been, like I said, I've been in both coat? positions. Tell where, us what to do. I, I, I would never okay. be in a trench coat. But, <laughs> but, but I've had a trench coat on, on somebody before, you know what I mean? And it's just like, mm. um, you know, for me, it's kind of like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm Even my friends, like my friends tell me, you know, like, what the fuck you doing? And you just like, oh, I'm in love. You know, I'm yeah, in love. love covers a multitude of sins. I'm in love. Yeah, love covers so, a multitude of sins. Yeah. No, yeah. go ahead. I'll yeah. actually. I'll take that back. People been like, paying rent. I'm like, okay, maybe not pay rent, but you've done some stupid stuff. And you contributed at least to the rent. As many people that have <laughs> moved in with may people during it. quarantine... Do you know how many people were quarantined? Like, well, we'll just move in together. I'm like, how long have you known this person before the quarantine? Right. So it's not that foreign of a concept. I think right. we know everybody has either done it. Yeah, either either they've done it or we know someone who's done it. But it just sounds dumber hearing her sing. Yes. <laughs> Having sounds, her sing it, it all. Like, 
it sounds like you're like, oh, wait a minute, girl. And he's like, but wait a minute. Oh, like, wait this, a minute. <laughs> this is literally <laughs> something I have done. Right. Haven't I done this? Did not. Oh, I did pay that bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I did. You know, I was talking, I had put it on my Facebook too. And some people are like, yeah, I pay child support. And, you know, these are things, you know, yeah. that we just kind of have to reflect on. Yeah. <laughs> Mara's out here taking care, and I'm just trying to get on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like I said, I've been in both positions. So I've been tricked on before, and I'm the nigga that's tricking. It's both, you know, mm. so it's up. just, you know, it just related to me it. more. Let's go to the next person. Speaking of tricking... <laughs> <laughs> and it ain't tricking if you got it hey so who, who else has a, a favorite or a song that you felt like mm, okay I kind of relate to that yeah Alex had mentioned getting on the list and for me that resonated um, I'm not a girl but girl like me it's a song I was like well damn <laughs> you know cause I don't know y'all know me I love being at home on my couch in my blanket go to blanket I, yeah, me and my infants <laughs> like it. But 2020, I've had this conversation with with Alex and Jamaris too. Like 2020 made me realize just how single I am as well. Um, and also, like listening to this, I reflect on like I think I'm pretty great and deserving. Absolutely. You are absolutely. And sometimes you know you feel like you're not getting what you deserve or you mm. desire. Sometimes, as the psalmist say, I don't want to be. But you gon' what she say? Make a hoe out of me. <laughs> um, that reminds me of that Summer Walker song too. Like I just might be a hoe. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes, it's a Summer Walker song too, where she's like, "I just might be a hoe." It's just I'm just tired of it. I'm done. Mm. <laughs> These hoes be winning, right? You looking blast <laughs> from the past on IG and Facebook, Listen. on TV. Having kids and buying homes, yeah. you like, wait a minute. Yeah. Ooh, listen, I went what through am that. I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? That wrong? morning, when you listen, when you know you've been trying to live right for the Lord, trying, mm. trying to be faithful, and then the, mm. the main person that you know ain't right, all of a sudden gets the best man, the best house, yes. and I was like, I remember just looking like, well, what the hell? Where my blessing went? <laughs> Well, who had it? And so I, I yeah. You had you had your shoulders covered and everything. Knees, prayer cloth on my knees, knees and hell. I was like, well, where's my husband? So I get you got a modesty cloth. Yeah, yeah, I went through that period of like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna just go do what I want to for a while because you do feel like hoes be winning. And we live in a society yeah. that tells us they're not supposed to win, but they out living their life and doing their thing. You like, and meeting people. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's why I always get mad when dudes be on um, Twitter and they're like, oh, I love a girl that stay home. Where the hell you gonna meet her at? <laughs> Where? You want her to right. stay home so you can go and date that you, want you want to stay to? home so you can go and... That's it. Thank you. Yeah, your math ain't massing. Your math I, do y'all ain't watch Love Hip Hop? At all, like I remember loving hip hop Hollywood. Um, well, Monique is one of my low key favorite people in the world. <laughs> in the world, random. In the world, I just think she's freaking hilarious to me. But there was a like, there was a scene where Princess and Tierra got into it. You know, Princess Ray J's wife. So she, Princess, is saying to Tierra like, "Oh, Ray J don't want your fat." Da da da. So then Monique commented, and the confessional was like, 
he she was like he don't even want your ass. You been now you think he had you in the house for two years. <laughs> like, he, that's Yikes. dumb. But right. like, you know, your dude is keeping you in the house, not letting you go out and hang with your friends and mm-hmm. all those types of things because he out doing what he wanted. Exactly. Right. So mm-hmm. Did you have a song that you kind of related to? True. I will say it's similar to chords, just because I've been in a situation with somebody who I thought that oh. I was, you know, was I would have done I would have done things for and I would and I felt like we were on the same wavelength, but then like they went completely left. And I found out they messed with like some people in some hoish situations. So the hoes was really winning. <laughs> <laughs> Where like me, I was like, I'm trying to do things the right way. And you out here, okay, well Yeah, you trying to court hose. and they out here like <laughs> for real. Like legit and the way and and finding that out was like, well, damn. I'm thinking I'm I'm doing all right. This ain't what you gotcha, Alex. Jam, yeah. like that was back you to went back out to back to back for me last year. <laughs> like oh, every week, it was like engagement, baby, house. Alex, did you have a song that you felt like you related to, or that when you heard it, you kind of just <laughs> were like, ugh. Sorry, excuse me. Um, yes. Would you yes. like to tell us which song? <laughs> right, which one? <laughs> Listen, you asked a yes or no question. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, which song or songs? <laughs> Could you tell us? Yes. <laughs> no, okay, so. Alex, the project? Right. Okay. So there were a few um, bodies. I'm scared to say that because I don't know who's listening, but you know, it's it's fine. It's fine. The judgment free zone. Been there, been there, been there. there. Um, What else? I related to some of the tales too. Not the 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 Mm -hmm, the the tales. Yeah. Honestly, which one is the one where the lady was like somebody's a hover everybody? Which one? Who's that? Let's internet? dive into Donna. Donna. Yeah, let's go Donna, ahead and get into these these tales. Donna. I need to meet Donna. I want to be her friend <laughs> because I have said that to people. It's like, listen. So for those of you who are not familiar, there's a a tale called Donna's Tale. Donna is clearly in a room full of multiple people speaking a sermon, and basically she says, <laughs> "Maybe the organ get the going." Right. That okay. Everybody, especially you know those of us that have sex with men, have had the trick <laughs> because that mindset of I want X, Y, and Z. I need him to do some. Let me go ahead and put it on him a little bit so I can get this bracelet. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> that's the bracelet. <laughs> but it's real. It's real. I gotta go with that one. You you also related to girl like me. We want to know, girl. To be honest, I didn't necessarily relate to it because I feel like O's be winning because one, I don't care <laughs> about what other people got going on, especially the hosts, because I don't associate with those type of young folk. My my mind my, by my definition of hoe. Can you tell us your definition? What's your definition? To me, hoe is more of a mentality for me, not the actual person. It's more of a mentality that you are maliciously having sexual relations with folks Mm. with an intent to hurt them or harm them 
or you sleep with married men. Mm. That's, no That's my definition. I don't believe the act of having sex freely with whomever you choose is the hoe. I think it's more of the, the motivation behind malicious. You're doing things to get something out of folks or that not necessarily get something out of that sounds bad because I still relate with Donna. But you know, in like a malicious <laughs> where the, the the goal is to harm or bring hurt to someone. Gotcha. Or you're out here, you have unethical. That's the what you say? Unethical. There you go. So uh, unethical sex. Unethical <laughs> 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 activities involving sexual relations is my definition of a oh. So while I so I don't I don't personally associate myself with those people. So you hope those type of folks be winning? Mm, I guess maybe they do. I think for me it was more of like, okay, I feel like I got it together for the most part, but I do see other people that I know that aren't the best type of folks really having good sustainable relationships and for me all right you know it's like okay lord i don't know what you prepare me for but when you gonna prepare me for it like what, what you doing what's what's, what's up so i think that's more of it so I, what did i say girl like me donna and then bodies because sometimes this shit just happens yes <laughs> okay True. all right all right yeah. did i leave anybody out on their favorite little ditties or what they feel they relate to me, Nadia, no, would you Nadia like to tell it. us? I would say for me, well, especially like back in my early twenties, I started off as like a girl like me, and switched right on over to pick up your feelings mm. because I felt like, on this journey, friend. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up feeling like, oh, well, these guys could do whatever they want to me, so I'm gonna start doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I started being like, I'm like, oh well, I'm gonna be like the guy. I'm not gonna have any feelings. You pick up your feelings, you'll be fine. Da-da-da. So I would say those two for me yeah. for sure. Definitely I'm like you looking too thick Well. Um songs yeah. that I felt re- I related to the most was Girl Like Me, just from my own experiences in my early twenties and <laughs> hell, part of my late twenties. And it took me a while, y'all. Uh, just being <laughs> single and, and especially churchy as hell and just trying to, yeah. like, navigate love. That's a whole lot Yeah, like, it was a lot. So I definitely related a lot to that. I, I hate admitting that I related a lot to price tags. Like, <laughs> he got a cash app, you. Yeah. <laughs> Once I reached about 25, I was like, oh, potential is over. I need you to have a full-time job. I need you to be able to provide for me. And that sounds really gold diggery, but I'm not trying to. No. I'm not trying. I'm sorry. Anybody. Yeah. If I'm doing everything. sounds like a standard. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm sorry. It sounds super gold diggery, but I'm too old for potential. I'm too old for one day I'll be, no, I need you to be making steps. I need you to be on it. I need to see your goals. What's your plans? Are you going back to school? Are you actively in the school that you say you're going back to? That's just. (laughs) A great question. Once I hit 25, I was like, potential. Hmm, she's a bill. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like saying it though. It sounds horrible, but it's true. Like. 
Yeah. No, no. doesn't. She's not about it's that. True. She's not about that. Are there any songs that when you first heard it, or interludes, that made you, when you first heard it, you were like, ooh, like made you a little squeamish, or a little shocked, or a little surprised? Especially because Jasmine. The only one. She's always been real, but I don't know if she's been this yeah. raw before. <laughs> On it was very real. I was like, whoa, on it. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't I shocked or yeah. squeamish, but I was definitely like, wait oh, a minute. Wait, what? Let me run it. I was wait. shocked. I was shocked by Ari's tale, the end, the, her willing to ruin her career hmm. for this person. That aspect of her tale. The rest of it, no. But when she said that, like, to the point of, like, I was willing to risk my career for it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, snap. And oh. Ari, Ari told that tale on her Instagram. Yeah. A while yeah, before. Yeah, that's how, that's yeah. how I knew. I heard it the first time on her IG. She was just kind of randomly <laughs> talking about how she, and I still, I have like a short list of people I'm speculating about who this is. <laughs> I think it's R. Kelly. I think it's R. Kelly's at the top of my list. Yeah, R. Kelly was at the top of mine too. R. Kelly was at the top uh, why, of mine. Why y'all say that? Because, because it was else? somebody who people were like, yeah, what? Like, you know, if you found she, it had to be somebody if they found out it would ruin her career. So it it's somebody who's married, mm-hmm. or I feel like R. Kelly in his somebody position who's defamed, right? Yeah. Somebody who's defamed it has to, to the be. point of like, if you're associated with them, you'll be taken down too. I don't know if there's any other man <laughs> in that we would all know, other than like Bill Cosby, who I don't think you want to sit on it. <laughs> you never know that get them NBC checks. You better get that pussy yeah. pop. <laughs> she didn't say the check spoke to her. She said the dick spoke to her, and I don't think it was no <laughs> Bill Cosby. <laughs> you don't know. And that. we have heard the story about how R. Kelly has like really he gets them girls because he can get them girls. Like, yeah, we've heard the story. Oh. So it's about to end up in somebody's basement. Jesus. Ooh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Or that mercy. With a literal pot to piss in. Literally. <laughs> and no window to throw it out of. Literally. Oh, oh we thank God. Allegedly. 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 I think Allegedly. I was shocked. More so like I was like upset at Girl Like Me. Because I feel mm. like there's no accountability with that song. Ooh, drag like, all of us. I, Go ahead. I, I hate it because I love like I love bodies. Like when she first started in, started with bodies, I was like, yes, take accountability. Like, girl, get it, our bitch, get it together, bitch. Like you looking mm-hmm. sloppy. You know, you don't know who you're going with. Are you going home with the four? Are you going home with the ten? Is he a friend of a friend? And then you go to girl like me. Then you go to then you go to girl like me, and you're like, oh, you gonna make a whole like you gonna make a whole out of me? No, I'm not. Like, yes, you are. It's epigenetics, okay? Hope I get what you mean. Like, always in your bloodline. Your grandma. You're saying you're making a conscious decision to do it. Like, you don't have to let somebody's actions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like your actions is not going to make me a hoe. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be a hoe because I want to be a hoe. But Mm -hmm. I've never, and maybe it's just something that. I've never really like subscribed to, but that's going back to the definition of hoe, right? My definition and how you right. We never define that. Are we going to define it yet, or no? We still got a pin in that. Everyone's that's giving true. a hoe definition. Now, I was looking at hoe in a because I think so, there's a difference so between intentionally causing harm unethically, right, <laughs> and just being out here. 
And again, back to what you know we were saying earlier, I think that sometimes when you crave that intimacy or you feel like you want or need something that you're not getting and you may or may not put yourself in situations where you know you can get that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you being open and available to that and being, you know, out there, does that, you know, mean that you are intentionally hurting others? But why are you hurting others? Are you blaming your entire, all your actions on one person? It's kind of crazy to me. One person. I don't think girl like me is about one person. I definitely think it's the 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 multiple. The I'm an adult with a dating history, and I've been doing it Mm. this way for so long, and I'm finally at this peak of this ain't working. Even if I'm right, I got to figure out a new path, and maybe that's what it is to, you know, because it's like, would you really be a real hoe, or would you be what people have told you is a hoe, or would you just date around Mm. for the first time? Uh. Or would you right. see, like I literally just praised Lori Harvey for her dating ability. And I was yeah. like, because half of the thing is like, I remember being told, like, don't date around. Like you get a nice boyfriend and you make it work. And it's like, that's not really functional right. for a young lady to actually thrive for a lot of us. We would have been better off. Nobody teaches you how to be single. No, everything, especially Ooh, as a good. girl, Nobody is about teaching you how to be a wife. You know, and so, to learn what you mm-hmm. need, what you like, what you mm-hmm. want, what doesn't jive, what's mm-hmm. not your vibe. Like, how else do you do that without dating? Doing that. Also, just my comment on Lori Harvey. Okay. Just, I mean, I don't want this to turn into her, but I just have to say this. I'll be honest, I feel like she's not doing anything no different than anybody else is doing, mm-hmm. except it's just in the public eye. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I feel like, she's, I, I she's, feel like she's, she's out here like a Kardashian. She, only thing have... I don't know, I mean, she she now she will disclose on social media with a quickness. I ain't doing that. That's that's, that's why her ass oh ooh, can we just, is that that's why her that's why the young lady um <laughs> be getting exposed and people be tweeting about her because Every year you post it. But every year that. when you're single, you do have a new boo unless you actually making it last for a long time. Like That's doing not what strange. everybody else is doing. Now the whole Diddy and the Sun thing, that was a little shady. But you know. What she really allegedly. did allegedly. I don't know if she was dating Justin. She might now. She might have just been hoeing him. But my thing is if she was, <laughs> in that was Diddy's fault, Diddy F-bomb, is the grown man here. Diddy is the adult. Sound like to the, the viewers, the listeners. Yeah, Diddy is the adult. I still would blame him more than I blame her. There we go. I mean, also, she was with Future, and if anybody is dating Future at this Ooh. point, you're fucking you, stupid. You know what you're I doing. applaud her because she, she didn't end up pregnant. That that's is, the part. That's the gag. That's it. That is... I tell that's every a, episode, listeners, every episode, I tell y'all to life. protect your heart and your parts. Future has 75 children. is doing it. Lori is protecting her parts, okay? <laughs> Not a baby has popped up yet. And if she's smart, won't none pop up for her. What a blessing. What, what a, a blessed. Blessed. What a blessing. I'm pretty sure her dad had her on birth control at like 15, so. Girl. What? <laughs> 15. We'll talk about. We'll talk about. Let's talk about. Her kids. We're talking Was about he, I don't think, Blend Harvey, so. Were they even married? By I don't think her stepdaddy. Were they married when she was 15? We'll talk about that offline. 
All right. <laughs> Anyone else have any songs that made them a little like averse or made them sort of a little eyes rolling? Like, woo. Well, I mean, the thing is, I don't think anything has surprised me. I think it's more or less. I mean, the black women on this call can identify, I'm sure. The women, the black women, we don't openly talk about things we enjoy sexually unless we're amongst our girlfriends. We really don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. And, I think and specific ones. Is it on it? Slap your guns to everybody. Yes. And it's only a select few <laughs> that you really are going to tell your truth to. You know what I mean? So when you have somebody talking about sit on it and spit on it, we know exactly what that means, but are we saying that to our bestie? Like, girl, let me tell you what I did. You, you know what I'm saying? We don't talk about it. So while I'm shocked, no. But I feel it's just a bold expression of conversation that's always been taboo. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? Yes. I enjoy, you know, dome. You enjoy what now? <laughs> Jasmine in their hotels, uh-huh. they enjoy sitting uh-huh. on it. And they don't need a chair. And and you know what? I think a lot of people they're so shocked at at sitting on it, they don't hear the next song line which is now tell me why do you deserve it why because all that, that there? because everybody don't belong in your mouth honey <laughs> but my <laughs> and they act like they, y'all they started off rocking with let me put this ad it was on let it this oh, oh, yeah. so come on like Listen, I was like, y'all need to cut it out on this. Let's not pretend it's not like happening. But us talking about it, I think, is bold, is beautiful words for the soap opera. Like, I mean, you just, I just feel like it's a beautiful spot to be in where we as women are being open and it's, we're not criticized for it anymore. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay. I still, like, and I still feel like, even with, with the comparison of Rocket and On It, Beyonce still holds back a lot in oh, her yeah, yeah. for me. Um, even with partition, it's very metaphorical. It's very, it's very metaphorical. The first line is the one that's the the rowdiest, but everything else is. Self-titled album was "I'm Married and I'm Fucking My Husband," Beyonce, and I was listen. I was here for all of it because (laughs) "Blow" is still my jam. Yeah, we said "Blow." Blow is on it. Hello, Cherry. Cherry. But no yeah, angel. I mean, like, no I, I agree, but I, I still, again, I still feel like, like, I'm, you know, Beyonce still keeps it a little more PG because I know she yeah, wants to be like everybody's favorite. But Jasmine is like, Fuck you it. a bow legged hood nigga with a nine inch. But, but Jasmine also doesn't have a mainstream audience to keep. Huh? She doesn't well, have a mainstream I, audience to have to entertain and keep. So she has correct, a little yeah, bit more freedom. Absolutely. Of subject yeah. because she's always Grandma's been listening to Jasmine Sullivan. Grandma's listening to Beyonce. Yeah, she's been a little more underground yeah. and very in R and B versus Beyonce, who has such a widespread. My children listen to you, so yeah, she's gonna be a little more. Award, Beyonce. Yeah. 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 Well, then I also feel like Beyonce, Beyonce and she's raise your children, but that's a conversation for another day. Right, but I felt like Jazz did some with this project. I felt like. Um, she did things that women in music don't often get the opportunity to do, unless you're like a Dina Howard or a Billy Jackson 
or um, Janet Jackson. But even yeah. Janet like mm-hmm. hasn't dedicated the whole project to it. She got a record on each one that's super one nasty, nasty but, song and album. Right, like it's like one record, like this whole concept record. Like guys do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, female artists don't get to be this expressive about their bodies and what they want. Um, so this was definitely something that other female artists don't really get to do. Like I said, the last person we have was what, Dina. I feel like Jill Scott does. I feel like Jill, Jill has some moments. She's not, she's not as explicit, but right. Jill also can get a little ho-tappy yeah. on us. Right, right. So, like, yeah, this was like, God. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and and I will say, and it's kind of sad too that she. I I feel like it's sad that she had to call it hotels too because like now okay we kind of are ready for that but like if this was just called like self entitled Jasmine, like would we, you know, I'm saying like would we interpret it the same way? I don't know. I so feel that, like she's telling so many people's stories. Right. So let me ask that, though. And all of that. Because that's been a few little bits of backlash. Not so much that people hate it, but little bits mm-hmm. of backlash that I've seen online are people kind of saying, this is sad. This is, um, <laughs> yes, I've seen people say that they found it I a know, sad project. That if it's a reflection of current dating or the way women are living their lives right now. This is sad. Um, it's not just current, though. It, but it's, it's a lot of women's reality, though. So that's why I say, I right. think the reaction would be different if it wasn't even called Hotels, if it was Love Tales or Life Tales or something like that. Maybe people would not see it so negatively. Mm-hmm. I think it's people that have a problem because she's a woman doing it, to be honest. Because men put out nasty-ish all the time, armed females, and you do not see the level of backlash or negative comments towards male R&B singers talking freaky and nasty about what they want to do, what they're going to do, and all that. You never see it. Mm-hmm. No one ever bats an eye. They don't, they don't blink. Hell, look, R. Kelly got away all those years. Yeah. With, the same thing with Watt. Like, Snoop Dogg has something to say about Watt. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, uh, like, Watt was in a similar situation, yeah, where everybody has something Snoop to say. Dogg. And it's like, do y'all know how many rap songs is so crass yeah. and nasty? That's made by God. Like, I think it's simply because she's a woman. I think she could have titled it anything she wanted to. And if it was the same content, you were going to have people that were going to be like, oh, my gosh, da 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 But they don't blink an eye or make a status when a man does it. I agree. And also, what I was saying earlier, I think it still boils down to your personal definition of hope. Because to me, if you think that sex, uh, if someone that just sleeps around with whomever they choose is a hope, then in your mind, this is exactly what hotels are. For me, my definition of hope is not defined by you being liberated through sex and you just enjoying that experience. That's not my definition. So when I first heard it, I was like, okay, this is going to be some stories about singlehood. Because if mm. anybody knows me personally, I've spent most of my life single than in a relationship. And I'm talking before college, like most of my 20s, in my young thirties <laughs> has been single. So I can only go by my, t- my, most of my experience and stories are going to come from my singlehood. So when you have somebody that's talking about those experiences, again, women like to, to Tremaine's point, we have never had a chance 
to do that. We're not doing that. We're it's all like you say metaphorically. We will sugarcoat it like it's not the real. But at the end of the day, when you talk about hotels, the definite whatever your whole definition is, is gonna how you view it. So for all the people that are being negative. Maybe their definition of hoe is different. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to pretend that these feelings, these emotions, these physical feelings don't exist. Sorry to you. I'm not that. I'm not going to pretend that I don't enjoy sex. If you, But I understand why people do, because especially as black people, as black women, we literally have been taught that Sex is nasty. Sex is this. We don't discuss that in public. You keep your business private. Literally on the same album with Beyonce, what is it, Partition, where mm-hmm. uh, she had the snippet from the lady. And the lady, I can't think of the lady's name, but the lady was talking about, we teach our women to whatever. Oh, whatever. Yeah. She yeah, my mom yeah, that literally, teach you. Yeah, that literally is Something. on the album. We are told not to talk mm-hmm. about our business. So, you know, for everybody that's negative, I... Uh, um, I, I feel like you're the anomaly if you can't relate to one of these songs. You literally, it's talking about different experiences as a single as a person, like and a, and a married person. I ain't married, but it's literally talking about marriage too. Like you fucking fooling yourself. Yeah. Please. And everything ain't nasty either. Like there you go. Right. It's, yeah, it's, so. Sex is made by the Lord. Okay. <laughs> created this so we can procreate okay so let's not pretend this shit didn't come from the lord himself i'm just rocking baby i'm just rocking i'm just rocking receiving this This you know the sociologist (laughs) in me i think donna's tale when the organ tuned up for me that was like this very interesting and not to make this like academic and, and deep but like Please the juxtaposition come on educator come on educator doing, we're talking about this thing but <laughs> the organ for me was like the representation of yes the church and this shared experience and yeah. the shame and the silence and all that around it so you put all that together right and she's like we all done this right. and the organ's like ah! You know, it's like for me, that was a moment like, wow, it's all these worlds and things that we wrestle with day in and day out. Yeah. You know, to your point, it's about, you know, what should be the shame mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever feelings should, should be, air quotes, right around that are when you start to own. You know, some of them, particularly as, as black women, right? It's a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. I like it. I like it too. I think there's a part of us when we're talking about any kind of backlash or people feeling uncomfortable with women talking about sex and their sexual experience. It reminds me of Antoinette's tale, where she talks about how so much of sexuality is people asking who's is this who's you know and having mm-hmm. to literally declare your body's ownership to your male partner yeah and i think mm-hmm. even though you know cardi i and, belong to you yeah i think a lot of our perception of sex is that sex itself belongs to straight cis men and everyone who's not a straight cis mm. man is giving their sex to someone you know it's like it it your body belongs to this straight guy that you're with and so I think that even when we talk about sex, particularly for us as black women, 
and there's probably a shade of that for LGBTQ men as well, that there's this sense of like, it's not yours, you're giving it to your more masculine partner in a weird way. And I think that's why people are uncomfortable when women and even gay men talk openly about how they feel or their sexuality or their sexual behavior. It's almost like there's this thing that we're supposed to just suffer and endure for the men in our lives. But when you say, no, I like this, I want this, I want you to please me this way, it it's sort of shaking up a societal standard that I don't even know if people realize they've accepted so deeply in themselves. Anybody else have any uh, interludes that stood out for them or that they hated? Rashida, for sure. For sure. That was, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was, that was hard. You know what I'm saying? And like Court mentioned before, or I think we mentioned maybe in our, our chat or whatever, it Lost Ones resonated so much more mm. with that interlude. Because yeah. when I first got the album, I didn't listen to any of the interludes. I was straight <laughs> to the music because I just can't. You can I even mean, hear the whole it. concept. It's we such been, a, it's so We've been missing Jasmine. Right. Been, but listen, Jasmine to. ain't put out an album, what, four years, five years? Yeah, four but years? also, Jamar, five. you are anti-spoken word. I'm very interested. I'm not sure why it's here. And it don't even go here. It, you don't even go here. Um, so, you know, it's just like, uh. But um, Rashida's was, was really heartbreaking for me because she really loved that woman. And she messed up, you know what I'm saying? And that, that happens in a lot of relationships. And this girl was like, oh, and she's like, I lost somebody who was you know, who I loved with every ounce of me, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, damn, you know, and um, I, I, I just felt that that on a deeper level. Yeah. Same for me. I've, I've never cheated, but sabotage, like the ways in which we can sabotage and just the lists, right? That for me was like, damn, to have what you you know, have been praying about, preparing for, whatever the case may be, and to lose it because you just dumb as fuck. With Rashida's tale, I was like, well, you felt like that person, you loved them, you know, with all your, your heart, and you felt like they had everything for you, but there had to be something missing in that relationship in order for you to want to cheat in the first place. So... I mean, there's always, and I mean, I won't say, I mean, usually there's got to be something missing or. Either not, I won't say missing, maybe not healed yet. Yeah. There could be something missing with it as well. Yeah. I don't disagree. I think, I think that, you know, it's not always something that's missing. It's not always about that other person. It is a lot to do with maybe you. As a person, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's the thing that's missing, but I guess we, I guess, clarify a little bit more. Not is it missing in the relationship or missing internally with that person? I would say, you know, I could say both for sure, mm-hmm. but clearly something's missing or you're not ready for that relationship, or you know, either way, something all of the pieces aren't connecting all the way through. Yeah, I think for me, and I'm a take a different perspective on this but i think what was not shocking was interesting about her putting that story in is that 
first of all, it was obviously a queer lesbian experience. And I think the way that she was inclusive in having that in the album, I think, was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I was listening to it and I was like, oh, she finna talk about her. Oh, OK, Jasmine Dapp, you know, I didn't know what was coming next. I didn't know if that was her experience, too, and why she included it. And I think that it speaking for only myself as a woman, I don't really think about, you know, the cheating aspect or dating a best friend of a friend, you know, for all women, I don't really think about that because it's not my lifestyle or story. But I thought that was beautiful for the most part that she included that in her album because it's a way to have her women fan base that, or male for whoever fan base, that literally this may have happened to them as far as all women. Like, I I just thought it was interesting. I was like, oh, wow. I was just, I was like, oh, oh, Rashida. Oh, Rashida. Oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, I, I think that was pretty pretty inclusive and I thought that was beautiful for her to tell that story so I thought it was pretty 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 great because we don't hear that often either I don't hear personally for the music the music that I listen to I don't really hear about I guess queer lesbian LGBTQIA plus trying to make sure I cover all bases (laughs) on that note though I would be careful to make sure that we don't make Infidelity and LGBTQ plus. No. Hold on, the straight girls know. That ain't no LGBTQ. But yeah, but we don't. But I feel like we don't talk <laughs> about that either. Like it's very rare that I hear that in music. Right. I've like, never I listen heard to the right woman part, but in particular. I don't. I've never heard a woman actually discuss this in music, and I thought well, that was beautiful. I've I've never heard a woman in particular state that she cheated and she doesn't know why Mm. that was that was the most shocking part of it to me like gender you know attraction you know sexual orientation notwithstanding most women i know that cheat they got a whole list of well he was doing she was doing i wasn't liking like they have a whole litany of reasons and the fact that rashida is still like i have no clue why i did this foolery was just surprising because i've actually heard lots of men say that I've never heard a woman say that. So that alone made that it such an interesting perspective. It'll work. Yeah, that's, that's what down. made it feel like there was some insight. So you discover what's happening there within yourself mm-hmm. to step out, you know? Any that means other... that, that, that self-discovery has not been done just yet. Right. Any other interludes? Mm-hmm. Any other... Uh... Well, I mean, I've already talked about Donna. I don't know if we want to dive into that, but I, I mean, Donna was, I was like, you know what, girl? Yes. Donna said, I know is tricking. That's long story short. <laughs> Everybody tri- I said, Donna said, every hoe is a trick, whether they know it or not. Yeah. I mean, while that's a blatant way to describe it, I mean, I feel like everybody's a hoe for somebody. I mean, a positive hoe, not the negative hoe I was talking about earlier. But I mean, I would say somebody, freak. something. I better word. I would say freak. Like I feel like everybody is in some form or fashion. Whether you save it all for one specific person, it don't stop. And that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. Enjoy it, love it, get your workout in with it, and call it and just do what you got to do. You know. Mm-hmm. So is being a hoe. Anytime you engage in sex for reasons that are not authentic to just wanting to have the sex at that point is that is that tricking if you are 
having sex for uh, false feelings. Like a was Amanda? Which girl was it in the tale? Oh, the one that was like, is that the one that was like, I can keep you coming back for the sex even if you yeah, don't Yeah, the me. one who felt like sex was her superpower and superpower. that people don't, <laughs> men don't like her for her. They like her for the sex. Like, that's, that's what I'm wondering. Is our concept of being a hoe, not just I have sex everywhere, but more so I'm having sex because what I really want is X, but I can't get X without getting the sex. I can't get love without the sex. I can't get the money I need without the sex. I can't get the validation I need without it. Is that part of hodom? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like her tale to me was more so from the standpoint of like some self-worth stuff. Uh, yeah. Her tale was the saddest. Yeah. It was, yeah. Cause it's like, you know, you're because when you're doing that and you're like i know you might not want me but you'll want this like you're literally just taking what you can get mm -hmm. out of a situation because you really want that person. that person to be around you know so that's a different situation yeah. i feel like hold them is when you use your sex for something not right <laughs> not right Unethical, the lyrics and it says it's like sex is where i i'm finding my worth and I mean, if your worth is in that, then that yeah, that's an issue for me. That's that's not a good thing. Is it the means or the end, though? Come on. I feel like it's like, are you using it at? Because when you read it like that, to me, it sounded like, oh, okay, I'm using this tool to find this versus yeah, Amanda. This on is who or what I. This is who or what I am. Amanda said no, she it, knows these men don't like her for her. They just that's right. the part in the in the in the in the little interlude. She kind of makes it. It's sad to me that people don't like me for who I am or that I'm not enough. Is how she describes it. Ooh, that's that's a lot. Right. That's I was like. That's a whole. It's painful. Yeah. That one was uh, real though. That one was hard. I can't even lie to you. I don't even have thoughts. I just that one was hard. Yeah, it's, it's it very was real though. Very was real. Like, you know what? But I got things that I got to do, so I know I things that I want, and I know you're gonna be available to kick it with me. Hmm. If she's saying though that her sex is her superpower, right? And that is something that she she knows that that's what she's good at. And that's the thing that's going to have you coming back. I don't know if it's like a self-worth thing. I, I just feel like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like- I say self-worth because she said, even if you don't want me, I know you want my sex. And then when you say, men don't want me for me, they just want this. Mm -hmm. So you continuously keep these men around- you use this thing that you know that you got. She got good at sex because those other things weren't being fulfilled. Mm -hmm. There's also an episode of Girlfriends about this. Um, for those, I'm sorry. Oh, you can. Yeah, no. There's also an episode of Girlfriends about this. So it's in like season seven, where I don't feel like a lot of people watch. But when Lynn made <laughs> in the preacher. It, she literally addresses this and she is talking to Joan and Maya about how, so the preacher, they had her and the preacher connected and they had sex oh like on the first couple meeting. But then the preacher was like, I can't do that. Obviously I can't preach one thing and then do another. And 
Lynn was basically saying sex is the way I connect and it's what I'm good at and it's who I am. And this is how I know that I can keep you because this is what my power is and what I'm doing. Paraphrasing here. Right. And then Joan and Maya were like, we literally, there's so many more beautiful things about you that are going to be able to keep a relationship and keep a man other than sex. But everybody knows who watch girlfriends. Lynn has always been the sexually free. She's been very, very confident right. in her experiences and what she does. So I feel like that's really who I thought about when I heard this. We talk about sex as a superpower. I think it's an issue. And that's where Tremaine going back to Tremaine's point with the self-worth. If you feel like that is your most positive attribute about what you're bringing to the table, then it's like, okay, hmm. Let's reevaluate some things. Right. Let's figure out why you feel like that's the only way that you'll be able to keep somebody. Now, I don't know Amanda, but speaking on self-worth, like, um, so is that the only reason that you feel like you're able to have somebody because you're good at bed? Because we all know that men like sex and women do too, but that is something that's important to the relationship. And if you feel like that's your best quality, that's probably something we need to reevaluate, sis. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't like some Corinne Stephens type stuff where it's like, I do this really well, mm-hmm. but like she's not hanging her whole worth in relationships on that thing. She just, right. you know. Right. I know I wouldn't be there, but I also read books. Right. Like the conversation. There's other things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Take me on a, I like walks on the beach. I like I degree. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> right. Come on now. I also think it's interesting that Amanda doesn't, in her tale, she doesn't say what she's getting out of it. She doesn't. <laughs> it's all about what she's literally putting out to have company, but not really a real fulfilling. Clearly, it's not fulfilling because even she says, I guess that's sad. <laughs> and she's like, But do we, women, do we really like focus on that sometimes? Or we're trying to evaluate why somebody left me. We don't talk about what they didn't or did not give us. We start evaluating everything that we did. What did you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, she I says, she says in it's a way. Women, it's probably human nature. Like, we start thinking about everything that we didn't do or did not do when stuff doesn't work out. We don't think about, you know what? Damn, I didn't did this. Oh, but you know what? This nigga never took, took out the trash from me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? And I'm using it as an example, but like, let's really talk about what he did and did not do for me that was fulfilling. We started second guessing everything we ever done. Yeah. You know? so. But you know what? There's a whole industry of like making women, the whole dating advice. There's When have you seen a dating advice book for men? Is there ever going to be a Steve Harvey writing things and telling men how to get the woman they want or how to change themselves or look different or whatever? Like the whole system is based on women feeling like they did something wrong to not get chosen. Absolutely. That, that everybody got the answer for what we supposed to do, but don't have no accountability for what the hell they do. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, drag us then. Well, no, that's I'm not even. Dating man is the ghetto sometimes. Absolutely. Fucking <laughs> ghetto. <laughs> Men are stressful as fuck, but I love them. <laughs> He's going to keep stressing out until the Lord st- brings me the one that I'm supposed to stress with life with. Okay. <laughs> oh this does not sound like a good advertisement for marriage, Alex. It's, 
not that bad. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> stress. Not Alex like, says she's really going to be stressed for really, life. Really, it's actually very easy going. I don't really care that much. But I will say it's, it's hilarious in the single hood these days. It's funny. Ooh, ain't it? Uh, it's hilarious. I will say I, I hate to keep going back to the to the to the Donna one, but like for Shannon and Nadia, as far as married women, when she was talking about even when you're married, you do stuff to get. Is that true? Like talk Ooh. about it from a married woman's perspective. We ain't talked about that yet. I'll, I'll, I'll volunteer and tell my business. <laughs> not so much in my marriage, to be honest. We're not very transactional. Like it's not like a you do this and I'll do that. And I'm spoiled and I ask for what I want and then I buy my business. So I, it's not as transactional, but I am familiar with a lot of people whose relationships are like that. Like I want X, Y, and Z. I need to go suck something tonight. I need to go jump on it tonight. So he'll do X, Y, and Z tomorrow. Like my relationship's not quite so tit for tat like that. So not like that for me. Let me say it like that. I, I agree. It's not like that for me either. Um, if I need something, either I'm just getting it myself or if I ask him, he'll pretty much just do it. Yeah. So thankfully I don't have to be like, Oh, if you wash the dishes, I'll take care of you tonight. Like, no, you just going to help out and we're yeah. going to take care of each other tonight. And at the same time, <laughs> if I want it, I'm not really thinking that hard about what's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to be a thing today. So also Donna sounded, Donna sounded like she could have been a smooth 57. So I mean maybe that's a different generation. I will say yeah, back in the day. She's a friend of her mother's. Mm-hmm. Uh, she talked about it. She talked about it. She talked about it on the Breakfast Club. I watched it. Uh, okay, I say Donna sounded kind of baby boomerish, maybe. Yeah. I don't know if that's a different type of Not baby boomer. <laughs> hey, what, I mean, what's that baby boomer? Oh we X whatever, Gen X. generation X. Maybe she was a little old school, maybe. So you I know. think that does line up with the older, maybe more traditional yeah. relationship to to you know, if your relationship has always been very transactional, like I'll do this for you if you do that yeah. for me, then it makes sense that in the marriage you might still have that same pattern. But if while you're dating it's not so if you're keeping yeah. score, that's kind of weird. But I also you know, if we ain't got the money for something, don't matter if you jump on it and spin. You ain't got the money for it. We can't afford <laughs> this thing. It's not going to change. Yeah, like, you gotta, you know, if y'all are looking at the finances together, it's like, well, we just gonna have sex because we want to because I can't afford this thing. You know, so that's what I'm saying. That might be an older school yeah. relationship. All right, everyone, that's going to be it for this week and part one of our discussion on the Jasmine Sullivan Project Hotels. We'll be back for part two next week. We dove in, we got deep, we talked about the music, we talked about Jasmine's career. Um, So I just encourage you to come back next week and listen to the rest of the conversation. Uh, I encourage you to email me at cocktailconvo7 at gmail.com. You can rate and subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen. It helps us get the word out. And, you know, you can always send me a message, and the link for that's in the description box. So have a wonderful day, my loves. Enjoy your MLK weekend. That's coming up, too. Bye, babies.